Today's daf is daf Memalef. We're holding at the bottom of Mem Amid Beis at the two dots. Amrav Ami Amrav. My what is mentioned the pasuk that Ata Ben Adam Asay Lachaklei Goyla. We find uh, very interestingly is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu instructed Yecheskel that he should go through a number of different exercises and scenarios to give make it clear to the Jewish people that they're about to go into Golas. Hopefully, causing them to do tshuva, get them to wake up. They were acting in a way that nothing was wrong, nothing was happening. So he made him go through a number of different things in his own personal life. And since he was the Navi, people looked to why he's doing that. Hopefully, that would uh, move them a little bit. So one of the things he did, he said that he should procure or make for himself vessels that are a person takes with them when they go into exile. Means what it was like travel travel vessels, right? So what 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 were these travel vessels that uh, that he instructed him to make? Zuner should have a lamp, the kara, and he should have a uh, a, a bowl. Rashi says uh, the, the rounding down is that for eating purposes and for kneading kneading the um, the dough and for drinking out of, and the shatiach is a. Uh, is a mat that uh, the Ra- Rashi says over here to, to, to eat off. The Ran learns also to sleep upon. So these are, this is the travel, this is the travel kit that he should have because you're about to go into, into Golis. Right? Um, the Gemara brings down over here, and this is the way the, 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 the Rishonim explained this, is that they already towards, before they actually even went into Golis, they really, they fell upon hard times and the Pesach says, and they, they were put in a situation where they were chaser kol. Chaser kol means that they were depleted of everything. Now, the, the Marsha, the Mephoshim speak, speak out over here, is it's midah keneged midah. Takas vadatem as Hashem that when you had rov kol, when you had abundance because you did not serve Hashem basimcha, so that led to being in a situation where you are chaser kol. That you had nothing, you were depleted of everything. So this is before they even were traveling, but they were in a, such a matzav in their own homes that they were chaser kol. What's the what does chaser kol mean? So Amar of Ami, Amar Rav, below there, that even in their own homes they did not have uh, a lamp or candles. Below Shulchan, they didn't even have a table on which to eat. Rav Chista Amar below Isha, they were left without wives. Rav Sheshes Amar below Shamish, they were left without attendants. They were because of the trauma that a person sometimes is subjected to, he loses all basic common sense. That's the chaser kol, is being left without das, without having any, any basic common sense. Tana uh, there's a bride that says they didn't have salt. Tana Ravav is like schmaltz, like condiments, things to dip into a mayonnaise, whatever they would dip, so they, they were left without that. Amrabai and Akhtina, and we have a tradition, ain't on the Elabadea. That poor, true poverty is poverty of das. When a person doesn't have das, that's true. That's the real poverty. Marava Amri they would say to Dab Bay, if he has this in him, as long as a person has his das, he has his common sense. Kula Bay, he has everything. To Lodab Bay, if a person has lost his common sense, then Mabe, then what does he have? To Kakanim Machos, if he acquires das, then what is he missing? To Lodkan, if he has not acquired das. Then Makani, then no matter what he acquires, he has nothing. Without Das, the person has nothing.
Amra Alexandra, Amra Chiyabaraba, Eina Chayla Eimad Michal Yerav Shemaychlin Al Kalabai Hanoisav. That if in order for a person to have a complete recovery from a sickness, it's a raya if he has it that he's been forgiven on all his averes. What's the pasuk? Shenemar pasuk says in Tehillim, Asalech Chalavinechi, that Kodesh Baruch Hu first forgives you for all your sins. And then and only then he, he gives you a complete recovery from all of your ailments. So you see, if somebody has a complete recovery, is a simon that has also had a complete forgiveness. That a person has a complete recovery, goes back to his days of youth, means a re, the body becomes rejuvenated, not only spiritually, but even physically, he goes back to the way he was in his youth. Shenema Rutvash is a posik in Eov. Rutvash is, Raja says, a cognate of, 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 of two words, Ratuv and Pash. Overly moist, the sorrow, the flesh becomes overly moist, Minor, even more than it was in his youth. Yoshev Le Alumov, he goes back to his days of, of, of when he was young. Kol Mishkava Hafach the Becholyoy. Pasuk says in, uh, when a person is sick that it's, it's, his bed has been turned over because of the sickness. What does that mean, his bed has been turned over? So a person having an arranged bed is, 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 is talking about his learning is in order. When a person's learning is in order, it's like his bed has been made. When a person gets sick, unfortunately, it affects him uh, in terms of mentally that he forgets his learning. So through his sickness, his bed has been overturned. That's one of the downsides of getting sick that affects his learning. So Amr Rabbi Yosef learned the Mishkach Limudah. So Fakta Mishkav Fakta is that he forgot his learning. Nor says that actually happened to Rabbi Yosef himself. Rabbi Yosef Cholosh, Rabbi Yosef got sick. He forgot all of his learning. And Abaya, who was his student, would review the learning that he had learned from Rabbi Yosef in front of Rabbi Yosef, that Rabbi Yosef was able to reabsorb and relearn the learning that he had taught Abaya, he was able to learn himself. And that's why we find many times in Shas, the source of Shas brings at least eight times that we see that in many places you see Amrinon, Amrab Yosef Lishmili Hadrash Maita. Rab Yosef makes a statement says, I don't I never heard that teaching. And Abaya says to him, At Amrita Nihalan, you actually taught this to us. And he shows him the Mishnah, the Braisa upon which the Rab Yosef based his teaching on. So Amat At Amrita Nihalan. Alright, and from this Mishnah Braisa you taught it to us. Fascinating, the way Iran explains this, is Rebbe, Rebbein HaKadosh, when he wanted to put into a clear form the, the, the Mesoris for Torah Shabal Peh, right, which we know today as the Mishnah, whether he actually put it into writing, or it was only done in, uh, in an oral form at that time, but he put it into a, he went around to all of the different yeshivas, and there were actually 13 versions of the Mesorah of the Torah Shabal Peh. Ra- Rashi elsewhere he says that included in it is the Tersefta and, and, and the different, the Brises of, of, of the different yeshivas, but they had 13 versions of exactly the way he wanted to build up the Mesorah. And Agmarel Rabchiah Shiva Minhoim. And he was only able to teach Rabchiah his Talmud seven out of the 13 forms. The Sev Chalosh, that, but at the end he got sick. So, uh, Chalosh Rebbe. 
So Ahadar Rabchia Kameh Hanashiva, Shiva Ape to Admray. So, but, and so Rabchia was able to teach him seven of the forms of the Mishnah that he had learned. He was able to teach in front of Rebbe that Rebbe was able to remember seven of them. However, Shita Azdu, six were lost because he had never taught Rabchia the six versions. But Havahu Katsra, there was a laundry man that was found at the house of Rebbe all the time. He used to do the laundry, and he had heard Rebbe going over the learning when Rebbe was healthy, and he picked up the six ways of learning just by listening to Rebbe doing it, and he remembered the additional six ways of the, the Mishnah. So Havashmiya Leilu Rebbe, he would hear Rebbe when Rebbe was teaching it. So Rebchia went and studied in front of, he was able to go to the laundry man, and the laundry man was able to recite over the additional six ways. And then Rebchia went and taught the additional six that had been forgotten, he taught in front of Rebbe. So God have a lay Rebbe Lahukatsu and Rebbe would see. Anytime he would uh, bump bump into this laundry man, Amalei Rebbe, so Rebbe would say to him, Ata Asisa Aisivashia, you completed me and Khia. You completed me because you gave us the missing learning that I and my Talmud were missing. Igdami Sam say Hachia Kamalei, this is what he said to him, Atasi says Khia, you completed Khia, the Khia Asa Aisi and Khia completed me. Okay. That greater is a miracle when someone recovers from, and this is specifically a fever, when you get sick, from when the fever breaks, it's a greater miracle than even the miracle was done for Hanam Shalvazaria, who was thrown by, I believe it was Nebuchadnezzar, into the core, the, 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 the fire. They were thrown into the fire. Why, why is it a greater miracle? Because it was a human-made fire. A human-made fire, anyone can put out a human fire. But when, a, when, a, when the fever seizes a sick person, that's a heavenly fire. And therefore, that comes from the heavens, who's able to put that out? That's much more difficult to put out. So therefore, recovering from a fever is a greater miracle than even the saving of Chanam Shalbazan. When the time has come, that it's for the time for a person to check out of this world, when it's time for him to die, Hakal Moishlim Boy, that everyone has control over him, humans and animals alike, even though there is a natural enmity that HaKadosh Borchu placed within uh, human beings because they is made as a image of Hashem that uh, he's got it, so that animals are fear, fearful of uh, of a human <coughs> but nevertheless when the time for the person to die comes that protection that is made that you're made in the image of Hashem is lost and everybody now has access to kill this individual Shanamar, and this is the postage by Kain. When Kain killed Hevel, so Akkad Borhu punished him, he says, Nav and Nav, you're gonna to have to wander around, you're gonna lose the protection of being in a place, you have to go around, and everyone anyone that finds you is going to be able to kill you. And 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 Kain said, like, you know, okay, I understand I have to wander around. 
but you know, at least give me some protection. And then he gave him the ice kai and the sign on, on his forehead, whatever it is, that, that, that reinstilled that there should be some protection that people should not kill him. But that's the, but, but the, you see that because it was his time, he really should have been killed because he murdered his brother. So he says, anyone who finds me will be able to kill me, man and animal alike. Rav Amar Min the same idea that when a person's time has come, that anyone has access to animals and man alike, to kill them can be brought from the same possible. Mishpatecha Amdu Hayyim, when it's time for your judgment, when a person has reached the time for Mishpat, it's time for him to die, Kiyakola everyone becomes Hashem's Eved, to carry out that judgment, Hakola everybody, animals, humans, everybody is there to fulfill that judgment to kill this person. Rabbi Barashila Amalei, so they, they told Rabbi Barashila that Shachib Gavra Gavoya, that there was a very tall individual that died. Havarachib Girduna Zutra, he was riding on a small female donkey. Now a small female donkey, and he's tall, he basically, his feet reach the ground. So falling off such a thing would not necessarily be a life-threatening event for a tall guy riding on a small donkey. But Mata Tituro, when this donkey reached the bridge, he stopped The donkey got startled, or got scared, or well, became crazy, and Shadya and threw him off. But now, since he was on a bridge, he didn't fall to the ground. He fell into the water and died. So therefore, Kashachi, then he died. So Karanavshei. So this uh, Rabbi Barashila said concerning himself. When he heard this, he says, this is, see, this is a fulfillment of the Pasuk. When the time comes, even the small donkey, which normally would not be a problem for this tall guy to fall off, but it's arranged that he falls off the donkey and falls off the bridge in order to kill him because his time has, uh, has come. They say that uh, the Friedrich uh, Rebbe, during the, in, 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 in 1939, he was in Warsaw. That's where the Blitzkrieg happened. And he was sitting in the sukkah, and the, everybody, the, the, the Nazi planes came and started bombing, and uh, everybody ran to get protection. They ran out of the sukkahs. He refused to leave. And uh, so he stayed in the sukkahs. So the Talmudim asked him, you know, it's Bikuch Nefesh, what he said. He said, every bomb and every bullet has its own address. When the time comes, that's when the time comes. You have to be on that, holding on that on that targa, but that's, uh, you know, but anyway, but when the time comes, everyone is a agent for what needs to happen. Shmuel Chazi Allah, I think the right use is, he saw a scorpion, Akrava, he saw a scorpion, Yesiva al-Akrokta, riding on the back of a female frog, for Avranara, now scorpion on its own would not be able to cross the river, this took a tramp, on top of a frog, Tarka Gavra stung a human being, Omayas, and killed him. And so the frog, the, the scorpion, was able to get across the river on the back of a frog. When Shmuel saw this, he recited the Pesach, when the time of judgment comes, when we stand that day for judgment, then everyone and everything becomes a servant to fulfill God's decree. Amar Shmuel, that you only visit a chayla for someone 
that uh, has had fever that has broken. So when a person's fever is broken, that's a good time to... Um, I don't necessarily mean he's broken, but I mean the type of holy that you have to when you when you visit someone is a holy of fever. That's the type of holy that you want to visit a person. What's that to the exclusion of? What's to exclude the fallen brides? We don't visit people with intestinal issues, with stomach issues. You don't mivake cholim. And not people that had eye issues, but not people that have headaches or uh, what do you call it? Uh, migraines. You don't visit them. So I understand the first one. It's embarrassing. A guy has stomach problems, has to go to the bathroom every couple of minutes. It's very embarrassing to have people there. Your actual the whole idea is to put him at ease. Having people there is not putting him at ease. Having eye issues or migraines, why is that not good to visit somebody in that? So my time is, and assume the Rav Yehuda, the name of Rav Yehuda, Amarav, in the name of Rav Yehuda, Amarav Yehuda, Tibura Kasha Le'ena, is that speech, when a person has eye pain or headaches also, speech actually exacerbates the pain. So therefore, you being there is going to force him to have to interact with you, you're actually making him feel worse. However, that fever, when a person has fever, speech, I don't know, maybe getting the heat out of your body, whatever, but speech actually is helpful, and therefore, only when a person is sick with fever should you visit the person, but not when he has these other ailments, because, again, the whole point is to make him feel more comfortable and at ease, and you can't do that when those other ailments are occurring. Amar of Ha'ishoto, that fever, ilav de barvanka de malacha de mabso, if it wasn't for the fact that it's the tools of the Malach HaMavis, Mali is actually beneficial for the, do- for the body, like the thorn bushes that surround a palm tree. A thorn bush, they have these thorn bushes at the bottom of the palm tree that stops the animals from damaging the tree. So fever is the body's protection. So actually fever would be a good thing if a person could have if once every 30 days a person could have a fever, it actually would be a good thing because it shows that the body's defenses are eradicating all the... Uh, different bacteria or whatever it is that they are fighting. So actually, if it wasn't for the fact that it's a tool of the Malach HaMavis, it would be a, a, a good thing to have. It's like a Turaiki. A Turaiki is some type of drink that they would take for detox. So it's some kind of detox drink. So it considered, the fever is considered like a detox for the body. Don't mean too many favors. Don't give me the fever and don't give me the detox. I'd rather not have either. Arson, the certain type of mixture called arson, is actually good for a person that is sick, to cure him. My arson, what exactly is this arson? So I'm Rabbi Yonison. It is peeled old barley. That is the first that comes through the sieve. When you sift the barley, the pieces that come through of the peeled barley, those pieces, is this chushla. And this is actually good for sick people. So, However, it has to be cooked very, very well, the same way we cook ox meat. 
It's the same way you cook ox meat to make it soft and tender. This chushla needs to be cooked multiple times for that to be effective. Rabbi Yosef Amar Samidi de Sa'ari Atik to the Reish Napya. He says it's not the pieces of the barley, it's the fine flour of the barley that comes through at the first sift. The first time you sift, that's what this chushla is. Again, Abayah says, even according to Rabbi Yosef Shad, Bayan Bishula Kabisr the Tura, it still needs to be cooked multiple times, like we cook ox meat, in order to be effective. Amrav Yechanan, Burdam, there is a condition called Burdam. Burdam is a type of dysentery. It's like a very severe form of diarrhea that leads to bleeding, right? You don't visit somebody that is that has that. Burdam Rashi Adiran says is a is a cognate of two words, bor and dam, like a, a pit, a well of, of blood, a fountain of blood. You don't visit a person. A person that has this condition does not want any guests. They maskirin shemay, and you don't even mention it's like diarrhea. You don't mention the word diarrhea in, that, in conversation. It's inappropriate. It's embarrassing to mention that. So we don't even mention it. Forget about visiting the person. We don't mention this condition when you're, I mean, I third thought it's like, you know, like, you know, you never see, like, there's a, like, C, you know, the big C, you know, you don't, you don't mention the condition. But the Ron seems to say it's because, like, it's inappropriate. It's not because, like, it gives strength to the sickness or something like that. My time, or what's the reason? So I'm Rebeloza, because like a, phone, a, a fountain that accumulates and then springs forth, and therefore it's a very disgusting situation. Person, you don't visit somebody under that circumstance. I'm Rebeloza, why is it called Boredom? Again, that's like the, the we said, Boredom, it's like a, 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 a overflowing fountain. Okay, this is the end of the Mishnah. The end of the Mishnah said, that you're allowed to give him Rafus Nefesh, but you're not allowed to do Rafus Mamon. Now, what exactly does it mean, Rafus Nefesh, and what does it mean, Rafus Mamon? So, Hechikatani, what exactly is going on over here? Now, the way the Ran learns, we're going to learn like Ran, it means that the doctor is, 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 is bound by a nether not to, uh, benefit the patient. Nevertheless, he is allowed to service him as a doctor if, uh, if it's nefesh, but not if it's mama. Now, what does that mean? Now, the Gemara says like this, so the, the Gemara assumes like Jean did. Maybe nefesh, the word nefesh we find in the Torah means doing something on your own volition. It means you're not even being induced by money. So doing it free, you're allowed to do it for him. Ah, you're helping him, but that's part of the mitzvah of Rapa Yarapa that you so therefore that's not considered to be it's an incidental benefit that he gets cured. And the Ron points out that even if there are multiple doctors, however, a person only gets cured from the doctor that he wants to be cured from. Very interesting thing. You you have to have that connection to the doctor. So not every doctor can cure. So we learned before, if when there's a nether, even when it's a mitzvah, if other people can do it, you have to have them do it. Just by refuah, it doesn't work like that. By refuah, you need, if you want that specific doctor, then only he can help you and no one else. So maybe what it means over here is as long as there's no charge. If, not, if he's giving you something that's a service that would normally be charged for, then, then he's benefiting you by not charging you. So therefore, only if he does it's, it's a service that would be normally free, as opposed to a service of mammon. The serve maybe that's what it refers to over here. It, it, it fits the shop. So Eli must if you tell him nefesh means bechinim. He's giving you a service that normally would be done free, right? And refuse mammon is beskar. It's a service that normally would be charged for. So for him to do it for you. 
that for, without charging is problematic in the case where he normally would charge as opposed to, right, there is a machlokas we shown him, what happens if you pay? If you pay, then you're not getting a freebie. Are you allowed to go ahead and get the doctor to do it for you to pay? That's a machlokas shown him. But nevertheless, I mean, partially the receiver on the run, it seems that it's only a problem that if he doesn't charge, if he doesn't charge and he normally would charge, then then it's problematic. But if it normally wouldn't charge anyway, then the only thing he's doing is being marapha you, which is a mitzvah to do. Actually, the Ron says, like HaShavah Saveda. It's like HaShavah Saveda. So therefore, even though HaShavah Saveda, if others can do it, so then you shouldn't do it. But here, even if other doctors are available, you need that particular doctor. But he says, the problem with that, even though it fits in pshat, it doesn't fit the word so well. He says, like, let me achim, rapeo bechinam, avale b'schar. Then why we use the words, but rapeo merfuas nefesh, but not merfuas mom, just be cut to the chase. But the Mishnah should have just said, you could do it bechinam, but not b'schar. That would be much clearer. Obviously, the Mishnah is telling me something else, not that. That's not the pshat, even though that might be the halacha, but that's not the pshat in the Mishnah. So therefore, ella refus nefesh, is gufa, refuas bomen is behemter. What it means is like this, is that refuas nefesh means that treating the person himself, you're allowed to treat. Alright? Again, assuming is that even if there are other doctors, but it has to be a service that was normally done bechinam, not something that was charged for. What is refuas bomen? Refuas bomen is like, you're a vet, and you want to treat his animal. So refuas bomen means treating his assets. That you're not allowed to do, because if there are other doctors, that can do it. Your animal, we don't say, oh, it can only be cured by this doctor, not another doctor. There you have to use the other ones. Even, even though it is Ashavah Saveda, the Ron says, but it's like Ashavah Saveda, the others could return it. Well, others could return it, then they should return it. But by, by a doctor for you yourself, we don't say others can do it because it's only on the person. Again, it has to be, what's that? Reverse Nefesh is that specific person? Reverse Nefesh is, is curing you yourself. You, it's you. Your nephesh, you're physically curing you. But because it's, only you can do it. Because only you can do it. Even if there are other doc- doctors available, that's why it's allowed. Assuming, though, that it's not something you would normally charge for. Now, obviously, we're not talking about pikuach nephesh situations. Pikuach nephesh vi- uh, overrides any type of... We're talking about situations, you're going to be very uncomfortable, or whatever it is, right? So, therefore, there are other doctors, but you can do it yourself. But as long as it's something that he's not charged for. Now, what if you normally do charge... So then if he pays you, that's already a machloikus in the Rishonim, can he do it? But Mamon, even though it's Ashava Saveda, let somebody else, let, let the other vet do it. It doesn't have to be this one particularly. But Amarav Zutra Bartuvi, Amarav, Aval Emerloi Samplaini Yafalo, Samplaini Ralo. So even though the, as a vet, he cannot do it when other people do, but he can give instruction. He can say, you know, that medication will be good, that medication will not be good. That's an incidental benefit. It's not a direct benefit. So therefore, he would be allowed to do it even in the case of his mammon. He can direct with other people to go ahead and do it. He can't do it himself, but he can direct other people on how to do it. Okay, let's go by the next mission. So then one is going to say, very interesting, what happens if there's a nedra between Reuben and Shimon? One is not allowed to benefit from the other, right? Shiloh is... Can they sit in a bathtub together? Now, what's the issue? Because if it's a... Yes. What? No, I didn't. He said that he's allowed to tell him this medication is good for you, that medication is bad for you. We do that. Now, all right. So now, if, if you're in a small bathtub 
the water displacement of one body makes the water rise higher, so one person by sitting in the bathtub with the other person is actually benefiting him. So therefore, if there's a netter between two people to sit in a small bathtub, they would not be allowed to go ahead and do. Barochetz imo bambatu gedolim. If it's a large bathtub where the, where the water displacement doesn't matter, it says, avaloi bektana, but not in a small one. For yashen imo bamita, and you can, they can sleep together in the same bed. Now, here the, the Gemara is going to point out. Now, we, the Ran points out that this Rabbi Yehud is not arguing. He's just explaining. The same way the Tanakhama held, the Tanakhama, that there was, we're going to see is Rabbi Yehuda, is that a bed is okay. I mean, a bathtub is okay if it's a large bathtub, but it's not okay if it's small. By a bed too, it's only, uh, it's only okay in the summer because their body heat actually is a detriment. But in the winter, where one's body heat helps the other person when they're sleeping, when a person sleeps, you lose uh, actually a couple of degrees, I think one degree or two degrees of, of body heat. So having somebody else there to warm him up would be beneficial. So they can't sleep together in the winter in the same bed. But he says like this, not in the winter, because the body heat will help. One of them. Now, Mesa, they're just reclining. They're not actually going to sleep. But they're just reclining on it. So in such a case, the body heat doesn't play a, 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 a role. So Mesa, to recline on the bed, it's not problematic. They can also eat together on the same table. Even though normally we see like Rebosa Bechalov and things like that, we don't allow two people to eat together unless they make some kind of sign or Mechitza or something like that. Here, because they know there's a nedr between them, that is enough to remind them that what? One guy should not be taking from the other fellow's food. What they cannot do is eat out of the same large pot. I had a friend of mine went to a tish in Eretisrov and they actually had like the cholent was like a big pot of cholent and every chassid had his own spoon and they all ate out of the same... Uh, so there's something called the tamchui where they all eat out of the same pot. Now what's the problem? The Tzeran says like this. The problem is since they have, let's say, the two of them or three people are eating out of the same pot each one is going to be careful. He doesn't want to take more than he's supposed to. And therefore, one of them might leave more than he needed to leave. And therefore, by leaving more than he needed to leave, and the other guy now gets that additional amount, he has now benefited him. So therefore, from the same pot, they cannot be eat, eating because there's a possible, there's a strong possibility that one will end up benefiting the other, and therefore, they will violate the nether. Right. However, from a, 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 the tamchoy that returns, the Gemara is going to explain what it means like this. If there's enough food that after the guests have served themselves, it goes back to the balabayas. So when there's enough food in it, no one's going to be concerned about leaving for the other guy. So you're not going to have a problem that one guy's going to leave more than he should be leaving for the other fellow. So then they can both eat out of the same one. But that seconds is okay. Seconds okay. Then you're not going to have a problem of uh, of violating the nether. So now we're going to see that this Brahmishna actually is a machloikus uh, tanoyim. Tani will learn the The first opinion over here is not a ton of our Mishnah. He says, Lo yuchat imam bambatya. He's not allowed, they're not allowed to bathe together in the same bath. Lo yashin imam mita. They're not allowed to sleep together in the same bed. Ben gedele ben katanati rabmeir. Rabmeir is it makes no difference whether it's a large bath or a large bed, small bath, small bed. Why? He says because there's exeira. The problem really is only in a small bath and a small bed. But we're afraid if you let them use a large, large bath 
and a large bed, what might end up happening? They're going to come to use the small one. Therefore, he holds unequivocally across the board. There's a net between two people. Do not bathe together. Do not sleep in the same bed together. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm a law that a large bed is permissible or a large bath Right. Either way, is the visible b'moisa in the winter, even though the bed in the winter would be, someone specifically the bed over here, right, would be, uh, body heat is, is, is helpful, but not if it's a large bed. So if it's a large bed, it's not helpful. So therefore, even in the winter, you can sleep in the large bed together. He doesn't make the gzeiro that Rabbi Meir did. The kitano and a small bed is permissible in the summer. Why? Because actually there it's, it's hot, it's attracting. So there, Mosachama, it would be Mutzer. And and you're allowed to sleep under all circumstances in the large bath, because in the large bath there's no problem about the water displacement. And therefore, this is clear. Behuda is the Tana of Al Mishnah, and Behuda, when he's at the end of the Mishnah, he's not arguing with the Tana Kama, he is the Tana Kama, he's explaining himself. However, if you're going in for a Schwitz, a Schwitz does not need water dis- displacement, right? You don't need to be covered by water if you're sitting in the Ambatya. So even a small Ambatya you're allowed to use if you're going in for a Schwitz. But to recline, not to sleep on a bed, you're, got, you're allowed to sleep, uh, uh, recline on the same bed. And you can eat together on the same table. But you cannot eat from the same pot because again, we're afraid one might eat more than he should, the other one will benefit. Like Mishnah said, but if it's a tamcha that goes back, that, yeah, that you're allowed to eat from together, even if there's an error between them. What does it mean? It means after they've taken, there's enough food that it goes back to the balabais. In such a case, we're not worried that what? That one is going to be nervous and leave more than he should for the other person. Let's see the next Mishnah. Avus, Avus, and what's the right uh, Nakuda here? Avus, Avus is a it's it's a trough. They used to have a trough. What's that? Avus. Avus is a trough that the animals used to eat out, but also workers. It was a large trough that workers would eat out of. Now the problem over here is that workers, no matter how much food, I know whenever we have any extra food from anything, just leave it in the teacher's lounge. That's right. Done. Yeah, nothing's going to be left. So therefore, same thing right. with workers. What's that? Right, that's it. It's a, so therefore, since nothing's ever going to be left, you're worried about that one is going to want, if he knows more than one person's eating from it, he's going to leave more than he should, and he'll be Mahana the person that he's also to be Mahana the nether. So therefore, workers, therefore, if they're working together, they should not eat out of the same trough. Alright? That's in front of them. The trough in front of the workers. And they should not also, they should not be working in the same vineyard. A woman is the rose of a vineyard. They should not be working. And the reason is, we're going to see, because if they're working together, then one person might be softening the soil for the other one to plant the seeds, and therefore helping him in the job and violating the nether. It depends. In the same vineyard, it would be okay as long as what? They stand far apart. If they stand far apart, then we're not worried about he's softening the soil now, obviously, Rav Meir, like we said before, he's choshesh the mezik zera because if you let them work in the same vineyard, they might end up coming close together, and therefore we don't allow them to work in the same vineyard together. Now, 
The Gemara explains this. The Everyone agrees that working in pro- close proximity in the same vineyard would be also even according to the Chachamin. Why the also keep league? The only argue is Barachik. Why? Rav Meir Sava Gazrin Rocha Mishim Korov that we make Xera that if it's too close, I mean if, that if it's far, they might come to work together when it's close. To come, and one will then stop from the soil, come in front of the other one to allow him for the seeds, and it will be in violation. For Rabbanon Sabbath, Lord Gazer, one hope there is no need for such a gazer.